Welcome to the pulse that moves the triangle world today. This one-size-fits-all broadcast is a vibrant collection of stories, medical breakthroughs, helpful tips, what's trending, events, and boundless other adventures. It's a conversation pit of comedians, politicians, authors, chefs, sports figures, experts, the common and the uncommon. Here's the host of Triangle 411, Mary Inspreffer. Hi, friends. This one goes out to Allison. This is another Triangle 411 podcast you will want to have a pencil and paper handy for so you can take down help, help for all mothers, single, stay-at-home, and working moms. This show will have general guidance no matter what your circumstance, but with a particular focus for moms who have recently been drafted into the military combat of educational teacher. Imagine being helicoptered into a war zone and trying to survive with no formal training, no ammunition, no strategies, or skills needed to make it out alive. Well, that's what countless moms are facing thanks to COVID-19 dictating virtual learning. No one really knows the right or wrong of virtual learning given the COVID situation, but one thing is for sure. With all the hats we wear, mom, wife, sibling, provider, cook, shopper, housekeeper, daughter, etc., adding school teacher to the pile is, well, ladies, say it with me, just not fair and it sucks. It's just not fair. Did verbalizing that and getting it off your chest help in some small way? Research says it should. But what else can you do to reclaim that small little part of you you used to hide away and now even that is gone? Julie Bullock, a therapist with Duke's Growing Child Pediatrics and host of Social Medical Pages on Facebook and Instagram at thoughts underscore from your underscore therapist, is here to get us through this nails on the chalkboard time. She recently did a table talk presentation for Restored, a faith-based business that exists to cultivate intentional community for working moms, which we will explore later in the show. Welcome, Julie. Thanks, Mary. Thanks for having me. You say nobody's listening if everyone's yelling. We're listening. So glad you are. I'm so glad to be here today and um, so glad to offer some advice to parents out there that are um, really struggling but also making us aware that communication is a two-way street. So thank you for listening today. You know, I think first up in this whole shebang is acceptance. Accept that there will be technology hiccups, rough sailing, some unhappy campers, including yourself. <laughs> That's so true. I couldn't agree more. I think if we can accept that frustration is, actually a very normal and acceptable emotion, uh, man, we'd be at such a happier place to start. We get frustrated. Our kids are going to get frustrated. 
So rather than just tell them, stop, actually acknowledge their frustration, accept their frustration. It's hard for them and it's hard for us, but it's much harder if we are in the state of denial as parents. Well, one of the most helpful actions you can take is to give yourself permission to be okay with all of that. You're doing your best, so don't judge yourself or compare yourself to others. Every kid is going to be impacted by this. It's not just your child that is behind or learning slowly or socially handcuffed or not hitting the mark. Now, you know, Julie, we hear this a lot as mom and women in general about these permission slips. They're so elusive for us. What can we do to secure them? That's right. I couldn't agree more. I think when we compare ourselves, it's always going to lead to disappointment. And so really the goal is to be successful and to maintain your emotional balance. That comes through accepting you and your child's limits. It really does help. If you give yourself a permission slip, you will feel happier, less stressed, um, and more able to engage with with the task at hand, and that is teaching your child um, and directing them through this process of virtual learning. So, hey, out there, give yourself a break and don't <laughs> underestimate the power of reward. You know, this is not just for kids, people. We deserve rewards, too. Now, Julie, let's let's start off. You've got several different um, points of directions to help here, but let's start out with undivided attention. Where does that come in? It is so important out there for parents to really understand this skill. I'm not saying give 100% of your attention to everything all the time. I'm saying let's use those skills that we already have as problem solvers, as multitaskers, and um, let's make it more efficient. So uh, that means let me identify the moment that my daughter needs me to sit down with her and to do work with her and give her my time and attention so that that can be done um, successfully and well. Not sit down with my daughter and do reading, but also try to cook dinner or also try to um, look on Instagram or also try and do X, Y, and Z. I'll be frustrated. She'll be frustrated. So the goal is to really give my undivided attention to that specific task at that specific moment and everyone's going to maintain a much better balance and a much better um, emotional control. Okay, that sounds, that sounds, that makes sense. <laughs> now, what about managing expectations? This is another um, item on your list of, of what might be coming handy these days. Yes, if we can be aware of what our expectations are of ourselves and of our children, I promise, 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 we will be uh, better balanced humans. I think as parents, we usually try, our goal usually is perfectionism, right? And um, please, let's all try to stop that. Expecting our kids to always perform perfectly at all times with their behavior or their grades or otherwise is unreasonable, and it sets everyone up for a not-good-enough mentality, especially when we, when we make light of their feelings. Um, so I would really just love for parents out there to remember that there's no perfect person, and everyone feels frustrated or sad or impatient at times, um, but we can cope with these feelings appropriately rather than just 
avoid them. Um, I know what we've been asked to do sometimes feels like really hard, but it will actually feel impossible if we have set up this expectation that it's going to be perfect and our kids are going to behave perfectly and learning is just going to be perfect. Um, so my advice to parents is just to remember that we're all new to this, including our children, that it's okay to have high expectations, but it's also really good to evaluate those expectations and to adjust them accordingly. So it might sound something like, is my expectation fair? Is my expectation age appropriate? Um, and are my expectations grace-filled? You know, we want our kids to get through this um, and come out on the other side healthier, happier, more well-rounded beings. And I'll, I'll just interject there. This applies to the parent themselves as well. We mm-hmm. set high expectations for ourselves and we think, you know, we need to be perfect. And the same thing you're saying about kids applies to, mm-hmm. you know, the moms too. You don't have to be a perfectionist. Now, something else that's interesting here, the self-talk, that's a that's an interesting formula. Yes, we all have an internal dialogue. We all think about ourselves and situations, um, including our children. So if parents want to help reduce their stress and reduce their anxiety and reduce their frustrations, um, we must pay attention to how we talk to ourselves about a situation. So rather than saying something very negative and pessimistic like, I'm never going to be able to teach my child algebra, right? I might need to pause and slow down, adjust my expectations, and reframe it and say it's something like, um, I'm going to try my best to help my child be successful. And if I can't, I'll find an, an algebra tutor, right? I can I can do that. I am a productive and educated and intelligent woman, and I'm capable of that. So just how we frame something and how we talk to ourselves makes a world of difference in our ability to cope with this very stressful situation in front of us. A lot of moms, virtual schoolers or otherwise, are suffering from situational depression due to the coronavirus. Although not due to a chemical imbalance in the brain, situational depression may be treated with a variety of antidepressants. You're right, Mary. I'm so glad you brought that up. And uh, my hope is that podcasts like this just get the message out that Um, It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to talk to your doctor about an antidepressant. It's okay to talk to a counselor. Um, It's okay to talk to them both. That right now we are in unprecedented times of stress and anxiety and uncertainty. And um, research has proven time and time again that um, medicine plus therapy yields really good results. And I would just encourage anyone out there um, to take advantage of that for themselves or for their child. Good point. Good point. Think about the child with this too. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. A few last band-aids. Find a friend, a spouse, a social media group, a parent, a wall, (laughs) anyone you can talk to about this and commiserate. So you know you are normal and validated. Your feelings are valid. 
your stress is valid. What you're going through is valid. Um, and you know, just commiserating really helps. Another thing, force fun. Yeah, you're tired. There's no budget, etc. People, again, that permission slip uh, will make up excuses and reasons why you're not worthy of it, but you are. So get out and do something fun, even if it's five minutes and it's free. And another thing, think in terms of time. This too shall pass. Typhoid Mary, cholera, H1N1, depressions, recessions, Sooner or later, they all end, and this will too. And maybe something to remember during a global pandemic, and really through all life's pandemics, is moms have a true purpose. Julie, talk to us about that. I couldn't agree with what more of what you said, Mary. I totally agree. Moms have a purpose out there, and it's easy to lose sight of that when we have those big, emotions of anger and stress and frustration and disappointment. And so you're right. My advice is to to talk to someone and to slow down because really quickly we can learn and be reminded of of our purpose. Our children need, need us. They need a mom that is um, calm and available and attentive. They need a mom that can um, guide them. Our children are watching us and learning from how we handle stressful situations. And so we can model for our children um, these beautiful examples of how to cope with things that are difficult because they will have to do that also in their child world, but also as a teenager and as a young adult. Um, and I really do think parenting, as a, as a mom myself, parenting sometimes really does feel like the hardest job that we have been called to do. But I do believe that we have been called. I do believe that God has a purpose for us. And um, we are here to help you fulfill that calling and fulfill that purpose in a way that you can feel really proud of. I like what you said about God has purposefully given you this child or children. Like he has a purpose in naming you the mother of Billy or Mark or Hadley or Penny or Gideon or Hayes, etc. It's a lovely Yes, that thing. is so true. I believe that every child is a gift from God and although we might um be uncertain how to best guide them or direct them. I do believe that he will show us and reveal that to us because we are his creation. Well, you know, we're going to jump in here soon, uh, talking to Stephanie Lorente, the mom brain behind Restored that we mentioned earlier, um, which offers all kinds of first aid for moms, whether you're homeschooling or not. Um, but, but Julie, would you, be able to close with just giving us maybe a, a one minute or so, a little bit of, uh, of uh, I don't know, a self-awareness exercise. I would love to. I think that is where I generally start when I feel most afraid or overwhelmed in a moment. Um, when I'm thinking too fast and need to slow down, I come to this place of uh, what we would call mindfulness. 
so that I can become more self-aware, like we talked about earlier on in our conversation. So it's very simple. We can just sit wherever we're at with our feet on the floor and our hands in our lap. And we're just going to close our eyes for a minute. But when we do, we're going to think, we're going to use our imagination to imagine a place that we really love, like the beach or the mountains or a lake. And we're just going to imagine that. And then we're going to think of all five of our senses in that place. So let's do it together. Wherever you're at, just sit comfortably and and relax. Take maybe the first deep breath that you've taken for some time. Put your feet on the floor. Put your hands in your lap. Just close your eyes and just let your eyes rest and your body rest. Just give yourself this next minute so that you can restore yourself. Imagine that place in your mind. Imagine that you're there, that you're sitting there, that you're comfortable, and that you're safe. I want you to think about what you see. I want you to think about what you hear. In that special place that you're in, I want you to just imagine what you smell. What's around you? What do you notice? What does it smell like? I also want you, while you're just resting, to think about taste. Is there something just beautiful that you love? And you could even taste it. And lastly, before you leave this place, just imagine what you can feel what you can touch with your hands, with your feet. Notice if it's warm or soothing. And then just take another nice deep breath and allow yourself to really enjoy the space that you're in. And when you're ready, you can take a big deep breath in and open your eyes and Feel refreshed, feel rejuvenated, and notice that that just took a simple minute of intentional rest and breathing. And then a check in with all five of your senses and just notice how differently you may feel from before we did that exercise until now, kind of after you did that exercise. It's simple and it's easy. You can do it. Your children can do it. Your teenagers can do it. Um, and I hope that it is a blessing to you. Wow, that that was superb. Thank you. I, and you are a blessing to people giving out these just amazing, helpful tips. So I thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Mary, so much for having me. I appreciate it. Now with us is Stephanie Lorente from Restored. Welcome, Stephanie, and tell us the concept of Restored. Hey, Mary, thanks so much for having me. Um, well, Restored really started out because for 
something I just needed personally. But the um, the concept behind it is really to cultivate intentional community for working moms. Um, there's uh, there's working moms tend to have a tough time connecting with other working moms because they're in offices or hospitals or school doing their jobs, and um, so we just want to come along outside moms and their um, and their respective roles and encourage them and equip them with different resources and really just provide some intentional community for them. That's great. And I want to point out here that even though our show focused mostly on moms doing the virtual learning thing, that Restored is for all moms. And while they do hold in-person events, albeit COVID condition, they have virtual Offering. So even if you're in another state and you can't make it into a, um, an on-site program, you still be able to take advantage of their virtual offerings, which are amazing and valuable. So let's, let's first start by talking about some of those uh, virtual experiences. Yeah, absolutely. Well, one of the, um, we have a few offerings, but one that we've seen be, um, pretty solid is our Ask the Expert sessions where we bring in different experts from different fields that are relevant for working moms. So working moms might have questions about it. Um, so say finances or mental health or childcare, um, it's across the board. <laughs> and, um, and so people can, Log in via Zoom. We have an expert kind of share their um, their words of encouragement or expertise, and um, moms can ask them questions. Um, so that's been really great. We've also done um, a, different Bible studies uh, together virtually. We've done uh, fun things like date night. Um, one of the things, especially now um, during this COVID time period. Um, that's really been put on the back burner is, is marriage. And so we, we kind of um, facilitate some things to, to help the um, help couples spend time together. So we've done, you know, how to create your own charcuterie board. We've done painting events and just different stuff so that um, families can be families. And um, I think another, another thing we have done more recently is coffee breaks, where we invite moms for free to just join us on Zoom and talk about a particular topic. There's no expert involved, but a lot of times moms get their best advice from other moms, which is why we want this intentional community, right? So we might talk on a coffee break about your career, where you're headed, where you're going, um, that kind of thing. Uh, so this has been, this has been really great. So you mentioned some are free, but if someone wanted to partake in other virtual sessions, how does that work? Yeah, some are free. So like our coffee breaks, for example, are free. And there's other um, other offerings we have, like our table talks, for example. And there's minimal fee associated with those um, just because of the speakers that we have to pull in or um, something like that. So they're, they're usually very, very reasonably priced. So you you said table talk, and I want to talk about talk about table talk. Tell yes. us how 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 that works, and some of the uh, topics you visited. Yeah, so um, table talks are really our bread and butter. It's kind of how we came to be, and so they have really stuck around, um, and people love them. So typically, when we're able to meet in person, we gather at 
you know, name your place, a coffee shop or a retail boutique or um, a, a space that is comfortable and nice for working mamas to, to go spend some time in. And we bring in a speaker. Um, we've had different topics. So we might bring in uh, somebody to talk about prioritization or somebody to talk about marriage. Um, we've had somebody come and talk about encouragement, how to be an encouragement to others, even when you're so, so busy. Um, so the topics vary, but they're all relevant for working moms. And we always tell our stay-at-mom home, uh, stay-at-home mom friends, if you want to join us, if the topic seems interesting to you, come on. That's great. We love you. Um, but we, we have this person come in. They speak um, to the group for a little bit about the particular topic, and the moms sit or gather around little round tables, and we curate questions in advance about that topic and encourage the moms around their table to talk with the other moms. And what is so cool to me is that you can see relationships between moms forming almost immediately because we just crave the ability to connect with one another. And when you have a specific topic and questions that are guiding you into a relationship, um, it's really... Uh, it's not uncommon to see peers or to see people exchanging phone numbers to go running together the next day or to say, oh, my kid struggles with that thing too. And then they'll connect on that. So it's just, it's really been a great, the table talks have been a great environment for working moms who have traditionally struggled to find like-minded community to connect with one another, to engage with one another, and to feel seen and valued. And that's a, that's an added benefit, and not just the topics or the knowledge you might gain from some of the speakers that come in, but you know, relationships with other moms, the connections, that's, that's the added benefit. Um, you know, it's goes back to that, you know, how do you make friends as adults? And so I wish everybody could go to table talk, um, because. I know, I know, me too. And that's, that's it. It's just that, that understanding that although you may be in an office all day or, you know, wherever it is that you work, a lot of times you begin to just feel isolated and like, I must be in this parenting journey, this life journey, this faith journey, this, you know, employee journey alone. I must be in it alone. There must be nobody that feels like me and it's not true. And, and so we're just trying to bust through that, that myth and, um, and connect moms at, at all points that we're able to. Now, also, and and I want to make this clear, there are no insinuating doctrines, be it Catholic, Baptist, etc., but there is a Christian component to your organization that many find comforting during these times. Can you explain that a little bit? Absolutely. Yeah, I would say that's probably our most unique thing. So there's lots of organizations for moms. There's lots of organizations for workers. Um, There's not a lot of um, of businesses that support uh, working moms and offer that element of, of faith. Um, so, but we do, and um, we are not, like you said, it's not you know overtly 
one particular denomination of Christianity, but it is Christian driven. And, um, and so when we do host table talks or we host a date night or obviously Bible studies will be more, um, more geared towards that type of conversation. But, um, when we do host things, we, we try to inject, um, our core principles in there somewhere. So if we're talking about home organization, for, uh, for example, um, we might have a speaker come in and talk about that, and there's nothing at all in their content faith-related. But when we get into the table talk discussions, the actual roundtable discussions, we might have a question in there that asks, like, you know, how does this relate to your faith? And we might throw in a verse or two that they can discuss amongst themselves. And people are going to have all kinds of different perspectives and we certainly don't expect anyone to um, to step into one of one of our events and, and feel uncomfortable or intimidated, but we but we do. You know, we toss it we toss it out. We're not scared of it. So, um, we're we're excited to just offer that for moms because it does um, make it, it does encourage women to talk about deeper things than just surface level. So I do want you to give the, um, you know, the website information. So, so again, all moms can take advantage of what you have to offer, but also on your, on your site, there's a WGU's, the remote teaching handbook. So back to what we were speaking earlier, it's a a handy, uh, a handy little offering there for, uh, all these moms who are virtually teaching the remote teaching handbook from WGU so they can go there. But for that and for all information, um, what, what would be the website folks should be directed yeah, to? So our website is restored for moms and it's the, the word for F O R restored for moms.com. And there is, there's a blog there and we did an interview with the chancellor of WGU in May, and she uh, passed along some really helpful information for parents who are virtual schooling, and that's helpful for moms and dads, I'm sure. So, um, yeah, that exists there on the blog, and um, yeah, we've done a couple of virtual schooling things that are that our participants have found to be extremely helpful. And that was one of them. Great, and now in November you have a Christmas market that you're going to be uh, hosting. Tell us about that. Yes, this is so exciting. So um, November 13th, we are hosting a Christmas market. It will be at the Greenhouse Picker Sisters uh, space in Raleigh, which is just about 401 in Raleigh. And um, it's just, we're positioning it just to be a fun uh, girls night out with, um, you can just kick off your holiday shopping. So we've got local vendors that will be there. There's about 10 vendors. Um, tickets are only $25 and it includes a glass of wine and just a lot of fun things that are, that will be just there on site. So we're excited about it. I think it'll be fun. Um, we'll, we'll have the masks and hand sanitizers and the <laughs> disinfecting wipes, all of the things to make sure we're, we're safe. But, um, it's just, I think that women, moms especially, you know, are just ready to, to do something fun. And, um, we're, we're excited to be able to offer that. So then again, for information about Christmas Market, tell us one more time the website info. Yes, it's restoredformom.com. Tickets are right there under the events section. And you can also follow along at 
um, on Instagram or Facebook. It's the same handle. It's at Restored for Mom. Stephanie, thanks so much for uh, being here and for what your company does for moms. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Time for our nonprofit spotlight. Founded in 1989, the Lucy Daniels Center in Cary, North Carolina, is the largest nonprofit provider of social, emotional, behavioral, and mental health services exclusively for children in the Triangle area. The center provides a comprehensive range of therapeutic and educational programs, including a school, mental health therapy, and a social skills program to assist children who need help joining in play, establishing friendships, and participating in group activities. Therapists help families understand the underlying reasons for emotional or behavioral difficulties and work together toward lasting resolution. For info, LucyDanielsCenter.org. LucyDanielsCenter.org. And one more note, Meals on Wheels of Wake County is hosting their Let's Do Lunch fundraiser November 18th. Info on that, event.gives forward slash Wake M-O-W. Well, it's time to high five and say goodbye. Listen to Triangle 411 on any podcast platform like Google, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Apple, etc. to hear stories about U.S. Women's World Soccer Champ Jessica McDonald, James Beard finalist Chef Chidi Kumar, tips for small business marketing, and more. Be sure to subscribe and like us. I'm Mary Innsbrucker for Triangle 411. Today, dot, dot, dot. Moms, give yourselves a big fat pat on the back.